Love, who always has time to cook fabulous, healthy food when you're busy making the world a more kick-ass place. Help is on the way. The Good Kitchen makes eating well easy. Fresh, sustainably sourced, fully prepared, way delicious meals delivered right to your door. And check this. You can score 20% off your first order by visiting thegoodkitchen.com and using code LADYBALLS at checkout. You're welcome. You're listening to Lady Balls Daily. We're coming at you seven days a week with advice and inspiration to help you live your most fucking epic life. I'm your host, Connie Constantine. Hey, hey, welcome back. How are your wings feeling? If you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, make sure to check out yesterday's Soul on Fire Sunday show. Now on to our very first Show Me the Money Monday. Each week we'll be sharing tips and advice to help you build your career and business. Today's all about your bio. Whether it's your brand bio on your website or the About Me section on your resume, you want to put your best voice forward to connect with your audience or dream employer. Our guests today have tons of tips, so get ready to take some notes. We'll also have the highlights available on LadyBallsDaily.com. Just search for the post called, like totally, the best tips for writing your bio. Okay, enough of my jabber. Here we go. We're here with Haley White and Megan Dizon, co-founders of Like Totally, a content studio that creates original and branded comedy for digital TV and film. Together, they have more than a decade of combined experience writing for the biggest brands in fashion, retail, entertainment, and more. They're here today to share their expertise and advice for writing your brand story. Welcome, Haley and Megan. Hi. Hey. hey. Woohoo. So excited you guys are here. I mean, we have been having so much fun just like in the pre-call chat. So. <laughs> we should have been recording that. Feral cats, breakup break cookbooks. cookbooks. <laughs> yeah, feral cats, breakup cookbooks. Um, Things periods. You know. <laughs> yeah. What, no. what, else, what else do you need, right? Well, we are going to jump back into our topic at hand, which is writing your brand story and some tips on that because you guys are the experts. Right. So um, we're going to oh. <laughs> don't, don't sell yourself short. You definitely. I, I, I was at the live event at um, Industrious in West Hollywood and you guys did such an incredible job. There was just like it, the time went so fast. So we're going to like pack as much as we can into really focusing on bios, brand bios, why they're important. So let's get started. Uh so when someone's sitting down, let's start from the very beginning. When someone's sitting down to write their brand bio, where do they start? That can be such a, <clears throat> like, what do yeah. I do? Where do yeah, I start? Fascinating. Um, it's super overwhelming, but I find the best place to start is by interviewing yourself. So, you know, I've done a lot of types of writing, um, but I got my start in journalism and I really use the same process in writing an article as I do a brand story. So you know, when you write an article, you interview your subject, you ask them the best, most relevant questions you can. Then you go back through that interview and you highlight the most interesting parts and you build your story from there. So, you know, a good journalist always think about like, what would my audience find interesting? And that's what makes a good article and that's what makes a good brand story. Um, so I find the best place to start is just by asking yourself as many questions as possible before you even go to draft. Or maybe have your friend interview you too. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> if that's easier, you know, for you to walk through the highlights. <clears throat> but 
Yeah, because that's what I do for my clients is, I mean, sometimes they even get annoyed because I just ask them a shit ton of questions, you know, because that's right. really when people are reading your story, that's what they're looking for. That's what they're asking themselves. So um, that's the best place to start. Mm -hmm. Just kind of brain dump it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then find mine for those little golden nuggets. Yeah. And then mine for what's actually interesting. You know, you're yeah. not going to use all of that, but right. you're going to go through and be like, oh, that might be something that someone might find interesting or need to know. Um, and it's good to get an outside opinion too of someone who can like read it from maybe your audience's point of view, because there's likely something that maybe you didn't realize was interesting that they might find interesting too. So totally. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. Cause we're on the inside, right? We're experiencing it all the time. It's like, Oh, that's kind of boring. You know, <laughs> that's just yeah. me when somebody else might find that super fascinating. Yeah. They yeah. Connect to you. Really to do for yourself. So yeah, I would say definitely have other people go through and be like, what, what do you find is interesting in these answers? And even once you have your website live or whatever you're working on, always have bring in people to take a second look and a, people that you know, and people that maybe could be like a mentor to you to give you advice. It's always been so helpful to me. So Excellent. No, that's, that's such a good point. And this is like a quick bonus question. I know we didn't talk about this, but uh, Erica mentioned this in her interview, which I, I would love to get your quick opinion on this, is how often would you revisit your bio? Or, I mean, I'm thinking it's not static forever. You wouldn't want to change it too right. much because that could be confusing. But do you have a rule of thumb of how often to go back in and kind of revamp and reevaluate? So I don't have a particular rule, rule of thumb, but I actually just was redoing mine last night after writing, taking some of my own advice. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that as you grow in your career and do anything, you find that, you know, you're suddenly, you will have new and better highlights and accomplishments. So you're able to kind of pull out maybe some things that weren't as noteworthy and exchange them. Um, so the, those, those details I think will shift. Definitely. But I think the bones are still there from before. What's so yeah. important to learn about writing is like writing is rewriting and you're going to constantly be refining your message. And I think sometimes we can get in the habit of like feeling bad, like, oh, I spent so much time on this. Why am I going to go in and change it? And it's like, you're not changing it. You're just, you're making it better. You're, you're making it more clear. And like Haley said, we're literally going back through all of our stuff and taking all of our own advice because <laughs> this is what we do for our clients. But, you know, it's easy to rush through the process for yourself um, and, and refining our message because, yeah, you're always finding better nuggets or just more interesting ways of saying things. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Uh, what are some common pitfalls people should try to avoid when writing their bio? So this kind of goes, uh, like building on what Megan was saying about like finding those highlights, like you don't want to give too much information. I think we've all read bios that start from like, when I was tap dancing and at eight years old at the school of junior Juilliard, no, no one gives a shit. So like, I don't need to know where you started, and I, but I do think that you want to find those highlights, like Megan said. So TMI is for sure my big one. Um, I just need to know as an outsider why I can trust you to do whatever job you're going to do and do it well. Um, the second one is over editing. So one note, as Megan was saying, writing is rewriting. I think that when you are working alone and you tend to kind of start thinking, oh, I can say this in a more flowery, flowery way. And when you're using language that 
sometimes it's too, it's too much and it makes it hard for the audience to understand what you're saying. Like it should never be hard for someone to understand what, what it is you do. And I find like, I can always tell if someone like went to the thesaurus and swapped out a word, like that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like you can always tell it's like this weird word. You're like, that doesn't really make sense. So if you don't know what that word is, don't use it. People who do know what that word means will know. Yeah. Right. Um, so over editing is my other one. And then um, the third one is under editing with like your copy. So always make sure to do a solid copy pass. And if you know that that's not where you shine grammatically, et cetera, like even between Megan and I, she's more of like the grammar Nazi. <laughs> so like you bring, bring a friend in, bring an editor, make sure you have someone else look at that. Because if you have copy er- errors, immediately you'll look like an amateur and there's just like, there's no excuses at this yeah. point. Right. We and have you lose check. trust and trust is so important when, when writing your brand bio. Yeah. And then the fourth and final one, um, is get to the point. So mm, I love that one. Yeah. Right. Mine <laughs> is like, why am I having to like read three paragraphs in to know what you do? Like don't bury the lead, you know, like get to the good stuff, make sure it's crystal clear and make sure that you're also speaking in terms that make sense to your audience and potential employer. So yeah, cut out the bullshit, get to the juicy stuff and yeah, you'll build that trust. So those are really the four that we go to. I love quick. those. Yeah. The quick four, <laughs> the down and dirty. Um, on under editing, well, how do you feel about, I know I've heard before, like write conversationally, right? Like how you would be speaking. Yes. So it makes sense to people. Like you're having a conversation with them. Um, but then you, we get the grammar police coming in, which I get. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. also sometimes when you're write con- when you're writing conversationally, it's going to have maybe more dot dot dots or I don't know, the way you spell things would be differently. What are what are your thoughts? Am I making sense? Am I getting to the point? Uh, you're making great. complete sense. Okay. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of conversational writing. It's something I'm constantly trying to push like our clients to do because people want to feel like you're talking to them, you know, they don't want to feel like there's a huge wall in between you. Um, but there is, there's a way to do it professionally. You know, you don't want to make it sound like a drunken email, you know, (laughs) like I would, I would say that later for sure. Have like a professional writer or a proofreader look over it and be like, Hey, I want to keep this conversational tone, but like, can you make it look professional? Because, um, that is really important. And it goes back to knowing your brand. Like if you're an accountant, you're right. probably not going to have this like super, but unless, unless your brand is like, you're like, a I'm super, a fun accountant. I'm the crazy accountant. <laughs> like, you know, like I think it depends. Like for us, our stuff is always very conversational because like we're content creators, you know? So I think that you want to make sure that you kind of know who you're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and, and, and it's interesting too, because we write different than how we talk. Right. right so yeah. like, you want to make sure that when you're reading it, it, it sounds right as you're reading it versus how you would say it out loud. Yes, definitely. That's where mm-hmm. the editing comes in is, is you might, you might say something a certain way, but you'll write it a slightly different way for whoever's reading it to understand. And like, if you're unsure, just send this out to your three best friends, maybe your mom and your, you know, your or, partner or something and get, and get some advice. I would say hire someone or, yeah. <laughs> or, or ask your, Ask friends who are who are writers. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they'll mm-hmm. have the best 
advice and feedback for you. Definitely. Second opinions. Don't just trust your own. Oh right? yeah. For second, sure. I should have I should have been going for those second opinions back in my twenties, Connie. But you <laughs> oh. know what? <laughs> can't turn back the clock on that. Oh, too late for that. <laughs> you know what? It's character building. Exactly. <laughs> self correcting, self improving. Yes. So, yeah. Writing is rewriting. Living is reliving. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's me every day. Oh, uh, we do the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the biggest mistake people make when they're doing this? Um. Yeah, I would say the biggest mistake people make, and I do this myself, so don't feel bad, <laughs> is people just rush to draft. Like they're yeah. just like they think of like writing something as important as their brand bio or copy as like, oh, it's just like I need to check off the list. And so they'll just like, you know, type something out and they'll be like, oh, phew, that's done. And it's like, it really, it takes so much more care than that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, it's like, you need to ask yourself enough questions or I would say people often don't ask themselves enough questions. They don't ask themselves the right questions and they make it all about them. So mm especially when you rush to draft, that's usually what you're going to find um, is going to happen. So yeah, don't be afraid to write, rewrite, and also make sure that you are really interviewing yourself and writing out all your talking points so that you have something to go to draft with. Got it. That makes total sense. Cause it's, and for some of us, I mean, here's my thing. I hate writing, even though a lot of what I need to do depends on it. But mm -hmm sometimes I find myself just wanting to cross it off the list. Like you said, just get this over with, get it done, get it away from me. Um, but <laughs> never it, look at it again yeah. then look at it later and be like, Oh my God, what did what I say? What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Why did I write that? <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. On my own stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's, that's just such so a that we've all been there. Yeah. Even as writers, sometimes I hate to you're, write. You're not alone. <laughs> it's not like it's fun. Yeah, it's hard. That's right. why if, if good writing often goes unnoticed because you're just like, oh, like they got their point across really well. I really liked that. I wanted to watch that show, buy that product. Um, but usually a lot of care went into making that seem all really seamless. But specifically your brand bio, I find even as a writer, it's the hardest thing for me to do because we're so, you're so insular. Yeah. It's like yeah. much easier to write for our clients. Yeah. And when you apply it to yourself, it's, it is hard. It's hard but, when you're close to something. So, but with these easy tips, you guys yeah. can do it. Yeah. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> All right. Okay. We've got about, uh, about Three, three, four more minutes. So let's move on to, we keep talking about questions. Um, what are some of the questions people might be missing when they're writing their about me page or their bio? Or okay. as I like to think of it, like how not to make your story a snooze fest. It's so important. Yeah. So the number one question I write on top of everything I do, I write in big bold letters. I say, how do I want to make people feel? Mm. And I, so many people miss this. Like, I'll just give you a little example from my experience. We were writing our press pitch for our show dated and we got, we answered all the obvious questions. You know, it's about this girl. She goes through a breakup. She has to learn how to date again, act like a true millennial, blah, blah, blah. We read it back and we're like, I hate this. Like we feel dead inside. I don't want to watch this show and we love our show. So we're like, 
what are we missing? And I went back to that question and we just, we were able to fill it in with details and why people care and how they relate. And then finally we're like, oh, okay. Like this, this is a show I would want to watch. Um, so it, it's so mm -hmm. important to go back to that question. And, and we made it personal too. Like I, I was leaving off that it was a true story that was based off of my life. Cause I was like, who cares? And like, everyone's like, no, that gives it validity. That makes me think that you know what you're talking about. And so filling in those details of how do we want to make people feel like they're not alone. Like we get how hard it is out there and we wanted to make a show that, you know, made you feel understood. Um, and humans relate to humans. Yeah. So at the end of the day, yes, you're a brand. Yes, you're a business. But you have to have that humanity that comes through and that goes back to like our emotions and yeah. we are, we relate to real feelings and exactly. yeah, truths, right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> absolutely. So really focusing on that, how you want to make people feel. Cause chances are when you started out your product, whatever it was, you, you had that in mind. Right. Mm -hmm. That is so good too. Cause I think it's easy to be, to start thinking like, Oh, this is where I went to school. These are the places that yeah. I worked. Um, this is where I was born. This is where right. I went to dance school when I was seven. Um, <laughs> like they're, they're, yeah. they're already clicked out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whenever I see those multi, multi paragraph about yeah. me, it's like, I, I I'm out. Yeah. That's yeah. So yeah. And then I guess the second problem you want to know, like, again, how do you, what problem does this solve for your audience? Like what's in it for them? Like if you're making it all about you, they're not really going to, people are, we're lazy. We don't yeah. want to do the work. People barely read anymore anyway. <laughs> so honestly, if they're on your about page, this is a very big deal. Like yeah. you want to be able to be clear. So I've made this mistake a lot in my career going on and on about myself. Like you were saying, highlighting all your accolades and all your fancy things, but like, you're putting the work on them to figure out the problem that you're solving. And guess what? They probably won't have the time or care yeah. to figure it out. So I have like a good little formula. Actually, I learned it from, um, this amazing branding strategist named Hillary Hartling. She's wonderful. If you're looking for brand strategy, but basically you want to develop a value proposition that communicates what you do, but also talks about who you do it for and the goal that you're, you're helping with. So here's a little, you guys can kind of like write this out, but so you want to say, I'm a blank. And then in that blank, say what you do. So for us, like we, I'm a content creator for who you do it for. This would be your, your target, um, employer, um, et cetera. And I work with, and then you want to say, who is your ideal client? So for us, creative lifestyle, retail brands, who are struggling with, and then their biggest struggle. Again, this is like solving their problem. So for us, we work with creative lifestyle brands who are struggling to engage their audience in an interesting way. And then finally, we want to say, and I help them attain their biggest goal. So you figure out what your potential employer's goal is, and then say that. So for us, it's we help create engaging comedy that's relatable, fresh, and funny. So I don't know if that helps at all, but it's yeah. basically formula for you to go through, I'm a, what you do for who you do it for. And I work with who's your ideal client who are struggling with their biggest struggle and instead help them attain blank goal. So that way it's like, it's very clear. Here's what, here's what we're solving. And here's how I do it for you. You're welcome. You know? 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I'll make sure to print that out in the, or write it out in the show notes. Um, oh, that would be great. Yeah. Yes. I can actually write down, like that's the value proposition. And if you can have that in your about, any, really anywhere, even talking yeah. like in an elevator pitch, you know, right. when you're first meeting someone. Because yeah. I find if I just say what I do, they're like, well, what does that really mean? But if yeah. you're able to get more specific, then I can eat people say, okay, I'm either, I either am someone that right. I am interested or I'm not, you know? Exactly. Yeah. They can make that decision right mm-hmm. there. And I think that's the, the point that keeps coming back for me is, well, it's not all about us when we're writing this. Um, but also just, <laughs> right. I know it's a bummer because it's like, we, we love to talk about our favorite subject. <laughs> Uh, ourselves um but truly is just what problem are you solving what what can you do for someone that's what they want to know not necessarily everything you've accomplished I think that's good for as you go down the line like you know proof social proof and all that kind of stuff but really you know how are you going to like move the needle on their life what's going to change yeah yeah, we're all so, in it for us, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're reading this for us. We're not reading it for you. So, right. and yeah. then the last question that people miss, this one most important is, what's my goal? Like, <laughs> this is a great question, not just for your brand bio, but in life. Like, a lot of friends come to me for advice, and the first question I always ask them is, I'll be like, what's your goal? You know, because that really helps you get clarity on, like, what you want to say, what, what's your call to action? Do you want them to watch your show? Do you want them to share something on social? Do you want them to be part of this movement Buy. um, it's, it's really important to come back to that. And it's really simple, but it's like, even I think I've missed that in the past. Totally. Hello. I ask them that question all day long. I'll be like, when I'm struggling with something, I'm like, what's my goal here? Yeah. Yeah. What What am I I trying to accomplish? Yeah. (laughs) Those are our three like questions that people often miss and are like the most important. Mm-hmm. Yay. Haley and Megan, thank you so much for being here, guys. Go check out datedtheseries.com. Find them on Instagram at like underscore totally for updates on everything coming up. And thank you, ladies, so much for being here and sharing all this amazing stuff in 20 minutes. My God. Thank you, Connie. And thank yeah. you, Lady Balls Nation. Yeah. I love saying that. <laughs> Woohoo! Ballsy Babes Unite. If you're down with our vibe, make sure to go to ladyballsnation.com and sign up for our insider's newsletter. And don't forget, new episodes drop every day. So make sure to hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss a single one. Hello, love. We'd love to hear what you want to hear more about. So did you know you can leave us a voice message wherever you're listening to this show? That's right. From the show notes, you should be able to just click on the leave a voice message link and, well, leave a voice message. We want to hear from you. What do you love? What are you loving not so much? What do you want to hear more of? What questions do you have? So yeah, anyways, leave us a voice message. Call me. I love you. Bye.